Another very fascinating thing that the Lord was teaching me from the book of 1 Samuel is from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 29. Uh, but before we read the verses, a small gist of the story. King Saul was behind David, I mean, tried to kill him several times. So David was running for his life and David had a few followers, uh, you know, about 200 odd people. And, uh, you know, they too followed David and they were also hiding. Saul hated them because Saul knew in his heart of hearts that uh, David is going to take Saul's place. So, you know, uh, every king wants his own son to take his place, not a stranger. So, you know, it's natural to uh, hate somebody, but definitely not natural to uh, try to kill them. You know, so uh, David was running for his life and uh, after running and running every nook and corner of Israel, he would go and hide. But somehow or the other, somebody would uh, give the news to Saul and uh, Saul would come with his people and try to kill him. Uh, so what uh, David did, he said, okay, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to go to the enemy camp. I'm going to go to the Philistines and I'm going to live there. And I'm going to, uh, you know, try to become a friend of the king of Philistines. And Saul won't have the guts to come to Philistine and attack me. So that was the idea. So now I mean, David is uh, going to take protection under the king of Akish. Uh, Akish was king of the Philistines. Okay, so this is the story, the scenario. So now King Akish really likes David because he was a very loyal man and, you know, everybody liked David. So uh, David settles in uh, a place called Ziklag in the Philistine territory. And, uh, you know, he used to go with uh, Akish in his uh, endeavors, uh, you know, you know, fight for Akish, uh, that kind of thing. So at one point, uh, the people of the Philistines uh, decide that they're going to go and attack Israel and attack King Saul. So then uh, King Akish, as was his practice, he says David and his men are so strong and the Lord is also with David. So let us take David also for the battle and he calls David over. Uh, to join him in the battle. And David and his men leave Ziklag, go to the place where Akish and his uh, rulers are uh, going to fight the battle. At that time, the rulers of the Philistines say, are you crazy? Why, why have you brought David? David belongs to Israel. And at the last moment, he will turn back and attack us. And he is quite powerful. So we, we will not go into battle if David is coming. So this is the scenario, you know. So the rulers of the Philistines tell Akish, you please send David back. We will not go to battle if David is coming with us. So Akish with a very heavy heart uh, goes and tells David, uh, David, you please go back. Uh, so that's the scenario. So let me read uh, 1 Samuel 29. Uh, let's read from 6. So Akish called David and said to him, as surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable and I would be pleased to have you serve me in the army. From the days you came to me until now, I have found no fault in you. But the rulers don't approve of you. Turn back and go in peace. Do nothing to displease the Philistine rulers. Then David's answer is worth noting. It says, but what have I done? Asked David. What have you found against your servant from this day that I came to you until now? Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of my lord, the king? So Akish again tries to console David and says, I know you have been as pleasing in my eyes as the eyes of God. Nevertheless, the Philistine commanders have said he must not go with us into battle. 
So, uh, you know, David is quite hurt by uh, Akish's words and asking Akish, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? So, with a he very heavy heart, nonetheless, he obeys King Akish and he goes back. So, David is on the way to Ziklag. That is where he was living in the Philistine territory. And as he goes there, he sees the entire camp of Ziklag in flames. And uh, when he goes, he sees his wife, his children, uh, all the people who are with him, the men who are with him, their families, everybody has been taken captive by the Amalekites. And it just happened a day back. So, you know, there are things in our life which might not go our way. We might think that God has forgotten us. God is no longer thinking about us. But if you see the larger picture, God was arranging the pieces in such a way that David would be coming home at the right time to rescue his family. And, you know, it's such a beautiful thought that God controls the bigger picture. David was upset with what happened with King Akish. But because this happened, he could go in time to rescue his family. And if you read on the chapter if further down, you can see that not one thing of what the Amalekites captured from the city of Ziklag was lost. Everything, every person, every plunder was taken back. So that is the God we serve. He, the larger picture is very important. Sometimes we only see the attack or we only see the rejection um, David faced from King Akish. Uh, or we see only the attack of the Amalekites uh, on David's camp. But in the larger picture, God was, you know, leading David to once again show that God is watching over David and his family. So that is the God we serve, you know, do not be disheartened. So there's another point to note in chapter 30 of uh, 1 Samuel. Uh, let's go to uh, verse 3 onwards. When David and his men came to Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. It's only natural. You come home and you see your entire family is gone and your house is in, on fire. And it's only natural to feel extreme pain. And David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. It's so beautiful. In spite of his great pain that he was enduring at this already he's a um, uh, uh, um, you know uh, he's he's running for his life he's like a fugitive now he's made up a small house uh, in the city of Ziklag and that is also gone so it's only natural to feel devastated but you know all the other people too were going through the same pain but it says here that David found strength in the Lord his God David found strength in the Lord his God and it was like saying Lord his God it's not like Lord your God you know he, he there was such a personal relationship between David and uh, God you know and no wonder David was called a man after God's heart because he would not step out anywhere without inquiring of the Lord when he was devastated and broken he would cry out to the Lord there was nothing that David didn't share for share with God and there was nothing that David would not do for God 
and no wonder david was called a man after god's heart am i a person like that in my times of tragedy in my times of pain do i fall back on god and say lord i want to find strength in you you know today we are in a day and age where we try to find strength in so many other things when we are devastated when we are sad we try to find the comfort in many things some people find it in food some people find it in tv some people find it among friends some people want to party at that time but you know here it says david found strength in the lord his god his god lord my god do i run to the lord my god he is my savior do i run to him do i find my source of comfort in him because that will be permanent then after that david runs back so um, and uh, after one day of mourning uh, he enquires of the lord and he goes and he attacks the amalekites rest uh, gets back everything that was stolen um, his family his children everybody are taken back and then they they go back to their home now another situation that uh, i really f- like to support this particular uh, topic that i have uh, mentioned to you so the people of israel have asked for a king and uh, uh, you know samuel is uh, um, asking the lord lord uh, where is this king where is this king he is anxious you know and the lord says you you just keep seeking me you just uh, keep uh, uh you know keep your focus on me seek ye first the kingdom of god another scripture to support the old testament and new testament as i said they complement each other seek ye first the kingdom of god and all that you need will be added unto you and in the background the lord is arranging the pieces of this uh, picture uh, saul's father's donkeys get lost and saul and his servant sets out and then they go out searching 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 and then the servant and Saul end up in the village where Samuel is and then um, this servant tells Saul you know what there's a holy man here whatever uh, you go and ask him he will tell you he will answer you because the lord is with him so they go to Samuel to enquire where are the donkeys so look at the picture here you know um, Samuel has been praying for a king and the lord is already working in the background making the donkeys go lost and then you know all that situation and Saul ends up right in front of Samuel that is the god we serve do not be disheartened do not think how i will make things happen how this is going to happen remember that god controls the bigger picture and in this scenario this is what happened the king that Samuel was looking for came looking for Samuel Seek ye first Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all that you need will come and find you. If you are focused on God, if you are focused on the things of God, if you seek God and His righteousness, then the things that you need in your life will come looking for you. The painters who make portraits, uh, if you look at the beginning uh, sketches, they are so vague and they have no. uh beauty in them you know it's just a few lines here and there and you know it's it's a rough picture when we see it it looks bad and uh, we would wonder how on earth can something beautiful come out of this picture but uh, at the end at the finishing touches uh, a beautiful picture emerges so that is um, how our life will look when you look at individual circumstances in your life you might think that there is nothing good that can come out of this but when you turn back 
years from now and look back you'll see how god has led you through these tragedies these painful situations in your life and brought you to this place of abundance uh, uh, to a beautiful place so the chain of events is in god's control that's the the beauty of the god we serve if we give everything into his hands he will lead our lives to the perfect place that he has in plan for us so uh, do not be disappointed or dismayed by the things that are happening in your life but remember that god is in control of the bigger picture and he will lead you to the right place at the right time just leave the reins the control of your life into his able hands uh so this is uh, the lesson that uh, the lord was teaching me through the book of 1 samuel uh, every book in the old testament uh, is so beautiful and you can learn tons of things from it so i encourage each of you to study the book of 1 samuel uh, the old testament in its entirety because it is very powerful